you are now tuned into World War II Stories. I'm your host, Steve Matthews, and I'm here to take you on a journey through the whirlwind of historical events that shaped our world and defined generations. Stay tuned every Tuesday and Thursday as we delve into the riveting, inspiring, and sometimes tragic stories from World War II. We'll meet the brave men and women who stood up to tyranny, we'll explore clandestine operations and daring escapes, and we'll pay tribute to the resilience of the human spirit in times of extreme adversity. Also, be sure to check out our other podcast focusing on World War I, the conflict that set the stage for the global turmoil that followed. Use the link in the description below. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. As the night of February 28, 1942 descended on the calm waters of the Sunda Strait, a sense of foreboding hung in the air. It was a fateful night that would etch itself indelibly into the annals of naval warfare history. The stage was set for one of the most gripping naval battles of the Pacific War during World War II, the Battle of Sunda Strait. To the north, the fall of Singapore had shattered the Allies' bastion in Southeast Asia. To the south, Australia anxiously awaited the outcome of the impending battle. Sandwiched between these crucial points were the Dutch East Indies, a coveted prize for the Imperial Japanese forces, as their control would give Japan access to vital resources and a strategic vantage point. This was the high-stakes backdrop against which the USS Houston and HMAS Perth, Two gallant but beleaguered Allied cruisers found themselves pitted against a formidable Japanese force. Outnumbered and outgunned, these ships sailed valiantly into the mouth of danger, their fate resting in the hands of the men who served aboard them. Their tale, their heroism, and the furious combat they engaged in that night formed the essence of our narrative. We delved deep into the events that led up to this night of inferno the decisions and miscommunications that sealed their fate, the minute-by-minute -minute recounting of the battle that took place under the hauntingly beautiful moonlit night, and the profound implications this battle had on the broader theater of World War II. We honor the legacy of the Battle of Sunda Strait, a legacy that still resonates in the hearts of those who know its story. It is a story of valor and sacrifice, of strategic gambits and costly mistakes, and ultimately, a story that shaped the destiny of nations during the most devastating conflict the world has ever seen. Chapter 1. The Prelude to Battle As the winter of 1941 made way for the new year, the tides of conflict in the Pacific had begun to ebb and flow with increasing intensity. The December attack on Pearl Harbor had brutally announced the entry of Imperial Japan into World War II, forever changing the dynamics of the global conflict. From their base in the home islands, Japanese forces surged southwards like a rising tide, seeking to establish a ring of fortified positions around their homeland. The Dutch East Indies, an archipelago rich in oil and rubber, glittered like a jewel in their strategic vision. 
gaining control of these islands would not only fuel Japan's war machine but also strengthen their defensive perimeter against Allied counterattacks. Meanwhile, the Allied forces, primarily American, Australian, and Dutch, had their backs against the wall. The fortress of Singapore had just fallen, casting a grim shadow across the region. At the heart of the Allied defense in the East Indies was a man of undeniable courage, Admiral Corel Dorman. A distinguished officer in the Dutch Navy, Dorman was tasked with an almost impossible mission, halt the Japanese advance. A tall figure with a stern gaze, Dorman had the weight of his nation and the free world resting on his broad shoulders. In contrast, his Japanese counterpart, Admiral Takeo Takagi, was a strategist of the highest order. A veteran of naval warfare, Takagi had a keen understanding of the stakes involved. He was a firm believer in the Bushido Code, the way of the warrior, and sought nothing less than complete victory for his emperor. As both forces maneuvered on the vast chessboard of the Pacific, tensions soared, and the scent of impending battle lingered in the tropical air. Every day, Japanese forces edged closer to Java, the heart of the Dutch East Indies, while Doorman and his multinational fleet prepared to defend it to the last man. In this volatile atmosphere, the fate of the USS Houston and HMAS Perth was being sealed. These two cruisers, under the command of experienced captains, were soon to be swept up in the whirlwind of war. Unknown to them, they were about to enter the fray at a time and place that would demand everything they had, the Sunda Strait, a narrow passage of water where destiny awaited them. This was the stage upon which the Battle of Sunda Strait was set to unfold. Two determined adversaries, critical strategic interests, in a landscape that was both stunningly beautiful and deceptively treacherous. As the sun set on February 28, 1942, the curtain was about to rise on one of the Pacific War's most intense naval engagements. The leaders directing the imminent clash in the Sunda Strait were men of grit, experience, and unwavering determination. Their personalities and decisions would shape the course of the battle, and ultimately, the fate of their nations. Admiral Corel Dorman, commander of the Allied naval force in the East Indies, was a figure of commanding presence. A tall, broad-shouldered Dutchman with a stern gaze, Doorman was respected by his men and feared by his adversaries. His reputation had been forged over a long and distinguished career in the Dutch Navy. The weight of his nation's hopes hung heavily on his shoulders as he prepared to meet the Japanese onslaught. Despite the pressure, Doorman showed an ironclad will. His favorite saying, I am attacking, follow me, epitomized his determination to stand his ground. He knew the odds were against him, but retreat was not in his vocabulary. Several thousand miles away, Admiral Takeo Takagi of the Imperial Japanese Navy was preparing his forces for the battle ahead. An experienced naval officer and strategist, Takagi was as stoic as he was relentless. He believed in the Bushido Code, the way of the warrior, and had a deep commitment to his emperor and nation. Takagi had seen action in naval conflicts before, giving him a keen eye for tactics and a deep understanding of the destructive power of naval warfare. His ultimate aim was to secure the Dutch East Indies for Japan and fortify their defensive perimeter in the Pacific. On the decks of the Houston and Perth, 
the respective captains, Albert Rooks and Hector Waller, were busy rallying their men. Rooks, a seasoned American naval officer, had a reputation for keeping a cool head under pressure. His leadership would be crucial for the Houston's crew in the heat of battle. Waller, the captain of the Perth, was known for his unyielding spirit and dedication to duty. An Australian naval officer, he was popular among his men for his leadership style. As he gazed out into the gathering darkness of the Sunda Strait, he knew that they were sailing into a storm. Yet, he was prepared to face it with the courage and tenacity that had defined his career. These were the actors upon whom the spotlight fell as the night of the Battle of Sunda Strait approached. They were men shaped by duty, honor, and the harsh realities of war. Their decisions and actions in the coming hours would have consequences far beyond the confines of the Sunda Strait, shaping the course of the Pacific War and the fate of their nations. A constellation of decisions and missteps was shaping the path that led to the Battle of Sunda Strait. As the strategic situation unfolded, the actions and choices made by both sides would directly impact the destiny of the USS Houston, HMAS Perth, and their courageous crews. Admiral Dorman's command was growing desperate. They were underfunded, understaffed, and ill-prepared to deal with the overwhelming force of the Japanese fleet. He was faced with a difficult decision. Should they fall back and regroup or hold their ground? Dorman chose the latter. He knew they were outnumbered, but he believed in the fighting spirit of his men and the importance of their mission. Meanwhile, communication issues were already emerging between the Allied forces. Naval strategies needed to be coordinated between different nations, and critical information often arrived late or was misunderstood. The language barrier, differing tactical doctrines, and conflicting priorities among the Allies only added to the confusion. The stage was being set for a tragic miscommunication that would contribute to the forthcoming disaster. On the Japanese side, Admiral Takagi had received intelligence of the Allied fleet's movements. He understood the strategic importance of the Dutch East Indies and knew that his mission was crucial to Japan's overall war strategy. Prepared to exploit the element of surprise, he strategically positioned his forces in anticipation of the Allied movement. Little did the crew of the USS Houston and HMAS Perth know, they were sailing into a meticulously laid trap. Back on the Perth, Captain Waller received the orders to join the USS Houston in sailing through the Sunda Strait. Unaware of the formidable Japanese force lying in wait, he accepted his mission with characteristic resolve. Similarly, on the Houston, Captain Rooks rallied his men bolstering their courage as they prepared for the uncertain journey ahead. The mood aboard the two cruisers was tense as they made their way toward the Sunda Strait. The crews were battle-weary but determined. They knew the stakes were high, but none could anticipate the scale of the encounter they were about to face. As the sun set on the Pacific, the atmosphere grew heavy with anticipation. On one side, a determined yet unsuspecting Allied force sailed towards an unavoidable conflict. On the other, a prepared and tactically positioned Japanese fleet awaited. The gathering storm was about to break, leading to a confrontation that would reverberate through history. Chapter 2 Into the Strait 
As the twilight deepened on February 28, the USS Houston and HMAS Perth embarked on a fateful course. Ordered to exit the Java Sea via the Sunda Strait, the two cruisers made their way towards an unexpected confrontation. At the helm of the Perth, Captain Waller was methodically plotting their course. Unbeknownst to him, his orders were based on outdated intelligence. The latest reports of Japanese presence in the area had been underestimated, a disastrous miscalculation that would soon become apparent. The day had been long and strenuous, and the crew, fatigued but steadfast, went about their duties. The sea was deceptively calm, its glassy surface reflecting the moonlight. It belied the impending storm that was about to engulf the Allied cruisers. On board the Houston, Captain Rooks was engrossed in a similar state of preparation. The ship was battle-scarred, its crew were weary, but the morale remained high. They had seen action in the preceding weeks and emerged battered yet unbroken. There was an air of quiet determination, as though each man understood they were sailing into the eye of a tempest. Simultaneously, aboard his flagship, Admiral Takagi was overseeing the final preparations for battle. His strategy was straightforward yet deadly, a night attack, exploiting the element of surprise. He intended to block the Sunda Strait, trapping the Allied ships in a deadly crossfire. The plan relied on precise timing and coordination between his forces. The atmosphere was electric, charged with the anticipation of battle. As the night grew darker, the scene was set for an encounter that would test the mettle of the bravest. The moon rose, casting long, haunting shadows on the water. The sea remained eerily calm, its tranquil surface disrupted occasionally by the gentle waves. But beneath this deceptive calm, two forces were on a collision course that would ignite the Sunda Strait and echo through the annals of naval warfare. Underneath the starlit skies, the crews of the USS Houston and HMAS Perth maintained their vigil. Every sound, every ripple in the water could be a sign of the enemy. The night was quiet, save for the gentle hum of the ship engines and the occasional call of a night bird. Unaware of the imminent danger, the sailors traded stories to keep the unease at bay. On the Houston, Captain Rooks, the seasoned commander, took a moment to survey his ship. His gaze moved over the tired but resolute faces of his crew. They had been through a lot, and yet, they held firm. There was a sense of unity, a camaraderie born from shared hardships and the knowledge of the difficult path they were treading together. Across the dark waters, on the Perth, Captain Waller was quietly discussing the course with his navigators. Maps were spread out, and hands pointed at the dotted lines and coded symbols. They were sailing into unknown territory, armed with little more than courage and duty. As the two ships cruised silently through the night, on the other side of the strait, Admiral Takagi was making his final preparations. His eyes scanned over the maps, and he issued quiet, concise orders to his subordinates. His fleet, hidden by the darkness, was like a predator, lying in wait for its prey. Then. Just as the clock ticked past midnight, the stillness of the night was shattered. Out of the darkness came the thundering booms of naval guns. Bright flashes cut through the night as the first Japanese shells ripped through the air towards the unsuspecting Allied ships. 
it was a rude awakening from the deceptive calm of the quiet night. Confusion swept across the decks of the Houston and Perth. Men scrambled to their battle stations, the shrill sound of alarms cutting through the air. Amidst the pandemonium, Rooks and Waller maintained their composure. Their calm commands brought order, the crews falling into action with well-drilled precision. Yet, as they steered their vessels into action, one thing was clear, the Battle of Sunda Strait had begun, and it was nothing like they had anticipated. The Allied cruisers had sailed into a nightmare, and their only way out was to fight. The serene moonlit canvas of the night sky was abruptly torn asunder by the deafening sound of gunfire. Bright, blinding flashes illuminated the surprised faces of the Allied crewmen. Out in the dark waters of the Sunda Strait, the Japanese had commenced their ambush. Leading the charge, Admiral Takagi, ever the precise tactician, had meticulously planned this surprise attack. The night shrouded his ships concealing them as they unleashed the first wave of artillery fire. His strategy was coming to fruition, the element of surprise had given him the initial advantage. On board the Houston, the chaos was momentarily paralyzing. Yet, Captain Rook's steady command prevailed. Battle stations, he ordered, his voice cutting through the din. The crewmen, trained and disciplined, responded instantly. Men rushed to their posts, gunners manned their stations, and the ship's guns roared back at their hidden assailant. Simultaneously, on the Perth, Captain Waller was confronting a similar situation. The surprise of the Japanese assault had thrown them off guard, but Waller's leadership held his crew together. Orders were barked, and men dashed to execute them. The Perth retaliated, its guns booming sending a rain of steel towards the enemy's unseen location. The battle had turned into a deadly game of hide-and-seek. The darkness of the night, a friend until now, had become an enemy, obscuring the location of the Japanese ships. Searchlights swept across the water, trying to pierce the inky darkness. Back and forth, the exchange of gunfire continued. The dark sky was streaked with tracers, the quiet sea lit up by the impacts of shells. The surprise assault had rattled the Allies, but under the sturdy leadership of Rooks and Waller, they fought back with admirable tenacity. However, the odds were stacked against them. The Japanese had the advantage of numbers and position, and the Allied cruisers were in their crosshairs. The night had brought a surprise that shook the resolve of even the bravest men. Yet, amid the chaos and uncertainty, the crews of the Houston and Perth fought on, their spirits unbroken, their resolve undeterred. Chapter 3 The Battle Rages The fiery exchanges of artillery had turned the serene moonlit night into a spectacle of light and sound. Each shell that tore through the air painted a brief, streaking trail against the dark sky before either finding its target or disappearing into the sea. At the heart of this maelstrom, Captain Rooks of the USS Houston commanded his vessel with calculated precision. He understood the gravity of the situation and knew that every decision mattered. His clear, steady voice echoed across the ship, guiding the gunners, adjusting the course, ensuring that the fight continued. His leadership was the lighthouse guiding his crew through the dark and turbulent waters of the battle. 
Simultaneously, Captain Waller of the HMAS Perth demonstrated equal courage and tenacity. Despite being heavily outnumbered and caught in a surprise attack, Waller kept the spirits of his crew high. His orders, resolute and authoritative, served as a rallying cry for his men. The Perth stood its ground, its guns roaring back at the enemy with defiance. Beneath the shimmering moonlight, the sea was churned up by the onslaught, waves rising and falling with each impact. The night was filled with the acrid smell of gunpowder, and the echo of the shelling was a constant companion. The battle was fierce and relentless, yet amidst the mayhem, a strange form of dance unfolded as the two allied ships maneuvered and retaliated under the moon's spectral gaze. Back on his flagship, Admiral Takagi was moving his forces like a skilled chess player, his every move designed to box in the enemy. The superior strength of his fleet allowed him to control the course of the battle, dictating the pace and direction of the engagement. However, the Allied captains were not ready to give in. Even as their ships suffered heavy damage, they displayed immense courage and resourcefulness. Their crews, inspired by their leadership, fought with a tenacity that belied their numbers and situation. Under the indifferent moonlight, they waged a fierce resistance, a testament to their bravery and determination in the face of overwhelming odds. In the heart of the tempestuous battle, heroes were forged amidst the chaos. Sailors, gunners, and officers, ordinary men thrusted into extraordinary circumstances, rose to the occasion with remarkable courage and determination. On the USS Houston, Lieutenant Carl Davis stood at his post, overseeing the gun turret. His face was streaked with sweat and soot, his uniform torn in places. Yet, his eyes held a resolute gleam. Every command from Captain Rooks was executed with precision, each salvo from his turret aimed with careful calculation. His relentless focus was a beacon of inspiration to the men around him, rallying them to continue the fight. On the decks of the HMAS Perth, Petty Officer John Riley showcased similar heroism. Assigned to a damage control party, he braved the storm of bullets and shrapnel to attend to the wounded and keep the ship functional. His courage and devotion echoed across the ship, motivating his mates to push through their fear and fatigue. On the other side of the battle line, within the Japanese fleet, individual acts of valor were also abound. Petty Officer First Class Toshiro Yamaguchi, serving aboard one of the destroyers, carried out his duties with unwavering resolve. His efficient coordination and rapid responses were crucial in keeping their offensive relentless and focused. These men, amongst many others, stood as paragons of valor and dedication amidst the madness of battle. They were the true heroes, their actions echoing louder than the booming guns around them. Every shell they fired, every wound they treated, every repair they made it all mattered. Captain Rooks and Captain Waller, both aware of the odds they were up against, drew strength from these displays of heroism. Their leadership was reinforced by the resolve of their crews, their tactics invigorated by the relentless execution of their orders. Amidst the chaos, they were able to find clarity and purpose, a testament to their unwavering command and the indomitable spirit of their crews. Yet the shadow of the enemy loomed large, their numerical superiority and advantageous position threatening to overwhelm the beleaguered Allied cruisers.
the battle raged on, a dance of destruction under the indifferent gaze of the moon. Amidst the turmoil, heroes continued to rise, their deeds carving a narrative of bravery and resilience that would resonate through the annals of history. As the battle raged on, the odds seemed overwhelmingly in favor of the Japanese fleet. Their superior numbers and advantageous positioning continued to pressurize the beleaguered Allied cruisers. However, the resolute spirit of the Allied crews remained undaunted, bolstered by their unwavering leadership and individual acts of bravery. On the USS Houston, Captain Rooks realized that a change in strategy was necessary. Direct confrontation was causing unsustainable damage to the ship and the crew. Rooks, employing his years of naval experience, opted for a tactical maneuver. His intent was to use the cover of darkness and the chaos of the battle to break through the enemy line and disrupt their formation. Simultaneously, Captain Waller on the HMAS Perth was grappling with a similar decision. Their current position was untenable, and sustaining the onslaught would only result in more casualties. Waller, a man of strategic acumen, decided on a bold move. The Perth, under his orders, would draw the enemy's fire away from the Houston, providing the latter with a window to execute its maneuver. As the two Allied ships executed their daring plans, the Japanese fleet momentarily faltered. Admiral Takagi, surprised by the sudden change in the Allied tactics, struggled to reorient his forces. The disciplined formation of his fleet was disrupted, and for a moment, the Allied cruisers seemed to gain an edge. Meanwhile, within the throbbing heart of the battle, the individual heroes shone once more. Lieutenant Carl Davis on the Houston and Petty Officer John Riley on the Perth stood steadfast, their actions integral to the successful execution of their captain's plans. However, turning the tide in a naval engagement is not a straightforward task. The successful disruption of the Japanese formation was a minor victory, but it came at a cost. Both the Houston and the Perth had taken considerable damage, and their crews were strained to their limits. Yet, as the battle raged on, they held on to their glimmer of hope. Their resilience, the embodiment of their leader's determination, was an emblem of their relentless fight against overwhelming odds. Chapter 4 Aftermath and Analysis Despite their best efforts, the battle-weary Allied cruisers couldn't keep up the momentum against the relentless Japanese assault. Captain Rooks, watching the Houston take hit after hit, felt the cruel sting of impending defeat. The ship, a once majestic cruiser, now looked like a wounded beast, fires raging across its decks and smoke billowing into the night sky. The Perth, under Captain Waller's command, wasn't faring any better. The ship was critically damaged, its superstructure groaning under the strain. Waller watched helplessly as his ship, the pride of the Royal Australian Navy, took a devastating blow that sent a shudder through its hull. It was a clear sign that the end was near. Admiral Takagi, from his command post, watched the unfolding scene with a sense of grim satisfaction. His forces had overcome the unexpected Allied resistance, proving their superior training and discipline. The enemy ships were on their last legs, their desperate maneuvers falling short in the face of his fleet's relentless barrage. Amidst this grim scenario, 
Lieutenant Davis of the Houston and Petty Officer Riley of the Perth stood as poignant reminders of the human cost of this engagement. They continued to serve their duty, even as their ships were being torn apart around them. Their bravery and dedication would be remembered long after the last gun had fallen silent. With a heavy heart, Captain Rooks issued the order that every captain dreads abandon ship. He had done his duty, fought until the last, but now he had to prioritize the lives of his remaining crew. On the Perth, Captain Waller issued the same command, his voice choked with emotion. The Battle of Sunda Strait reached its bitter conclusion, marked by the sinking of two proud warships. The once tranquil waters were now a graveyard of twisted metal and lost lives. The cost of this defeat was not just in ships and men, but also in the crushing blow it dealt to the morale of the Allied forces. The Battle of Sunda Strait, though a painful loss for the Allied forces, was a tactical victory for the Japanese Navy. The factors contributing to this victory were numerous, beginning with their superior numbers. The odds were stacked against the USS Houston and HMAS Perth from the start, with the Japanese fleet significantly outnumbering them. Admiral Takagi had at his disposal a well-coordinated force of cruisers and destroyers. His effective deployment of these resources played a pivotal role in the Japanese victory. Takagi's calculated decision to split his forces, encircling the Allied cruisers, disrupted their formation and cut off their escape routes. Moreover, the element of surprise worked heavily in favor of the Japanese. The ambush on the unsuspecting Allied cruisers at night disrupted their response time and forced them onto the defensive. This strategic advantage allowed the Japanese to control the tempo of the battle, leading to a swift and decisive victory. However, victory wasn't solely a result of numerical and strategic superiority. The Japanese forces demonstrated remarkable discipline and resilience during the engagement. Petty Officer First Class Toshiro Yamaguchi exemplified this tenacity, coordinating his team effectively despite the chaos around him. The Allied forces, despite their extraordinary bravery and leadership, were overwhelmed by these factors. Captains Rooks and Waller, though they led their crews with commendable courage and resourcefulness, were ultimately unable to counter the Japanese strategy and strength. The Battle of Sunda Strait, while a tragic episode for the Allies, served as a testament to the tactical prowess of the Japanese Navy at that time. Yet, this victory would also underscore the resilience and determination of the Allied forces characteristics that would play a significant role in the later stages of the war. In the aftermath of the Battle of Sunda Strait, the Allied forces were left with a bitter defeat to contemplate. Yet, within this loss, crucial lessons were learned lessons that would significantly influence their strategies and tactics in subsequent engagements. One of the critical realizations was the importance of intelligence and reconnaissance. The surprise assault by the Japanese forces had caught the Allied cruisers off guard, leaving them little time to prepare or strategize. The Allied command realized the need for a more robust and effective intelligence network to predict enemy movements and avoid such ambushes in the future. Additionally, the loss underscored the importance of superior numbers in naval engagements. 
the Allied forces acknowledged the need for better coordination amongst their fleets to ensure they weren't caught at a numerical disadvantage as they were at Sunda Strait. The battle also highlighted the significance of leadership during intense engagements. Captains Rooks and Waller, despite their defeat, were recognized for their courage and strategic acumen. Their ability to inspire their crews and adapt their tactics under pressure served as an example for other officers in the Allied forces. Furthermore, the bravery and resilience exhibited by the crew members on both ships, men like Lieutenant Carl Davis and Petty Officer John Riley, were a powerful reminder of the human element in warfare. Their dedication and courage under fire were a testament to the spirit of the Allied forces, reinforcing the need to prioritize crew training and morale. The Battle of Sunda Strait was a harsh lesson in the realities of war for the Allied forces. However, the lessons learned from this engagement would serve as essential guideposts, shaping the tactics and strategies they would employ as the war continued to unfold. The defeat was bitter, but it was also a crucible that forged the resilience and determination that would define the Allied forces in the years to come. Chapter 5 Impact on the War The loss at the Battle of Sunda Strait represented a major setback for the Allies were hoping to contain the Japanese advance in the Pacific. The sinking of the USS Houston and HMAS Perth left a gap in their naval defense, and the morale of the Allied forces took a significant blow. In the broader theater of World War II, the Allies had been banking on slowing the Japanese advance through Indonesia, using it as a stepping stone to further their goals in the Pacific. The defeat at Sunda Strait made it clear that this strategy would not work without significant changes. General Douglas MacArthur, a key figure in the Pacific theater, felt the sting of this defeat acutely. The loss of these ships and their brave crews forced him to reassess his approach. MacArthur, known for his strategic genius and indomitable spirit, was now tasked with a formidable challenge to turn the tide against a seemingly unstoppable enemy. Admiral Chester Nimitz, the commander-in-chief of the U.S. Pacific Fleet, found himself grappling with a similar predicament. The loss of the USS Houston was a heavy blow to the U.S. Navy, and he was acutely aware of the urgency to change tactics. Nimitz, a stern yet brilliant leader, was determined to use this defeat as a catalyst to reinvigorate his strategy. In London, Prime Minister Winston Churchill received the news of the Battle of Sunda Strait with somber resignation. Churchill, a man well-versed in the nuances of warfare, realized the importance of bolstering the Allied naval forces in the Pacific. His stirring speeches in the wake of the defeat aimed to galvanize the British public and maintain their faith in eventual victory. The strategic setback was painful but proved to be a rallying point for the Allied forces. The leaders of the time, MacArthur, Nimitz, Churchill, used this setback as an impetus to reassess and reconfigure their strategies, understanding that the path to victory would require not just strength and numbers, but also adaptability and resilience. While the defeat at the Battle of Sunda Strait was a significant setback for the Allied forces, it was also a moment that precipitated a critical shift in the trajectory of the Pacific War. This turning point was not a singular event but rather a series of decisions and actions that transformed the face of the conflict. In the aftermath of the battle, 
General Douglas MacArthur reassessed his approach to the Pacific Campaign. Recognizing the strengths of the Japanese naval forces, MacArthur shifted focus to an island-hopping strategy. This strategy involved bypassing heavily fortified Japanese islands and isolating them, cutting off their supplies and reinforcements. This approach minimized direct confrontations and allowed the Allies to strategically advance towards Japan. Meanwhile, Admiral Chester Nimitz, galvanized by the loss at Sunda Strait, pushed for increased naval and air strength in the Pacific. This initiative led to an acceleration in the production and deployment of aircraft carriers, transforming the U.S. Pacific Fleet into a formidable force that would play a critical role in the coming battles. Across the Atlantic, Prime Minister Winston Churchill recognized the need for increased support for the Allied forces in the Pacific. Churchill rallied the British public and the government to provide more resources for the war in the Pacific, emphasizing its importance in the overall strategy of World War II. This turning point in the war also extended to the troops on the ground and the sailors at sea. The stories of bravery and sacrifice from the Battle of Sunda Strait, like those of Lieutenant Carl Davis and Petty Officer John Riley, served as inspiration. Their resilience and tenacity in the face of overwhelming odds bolstered the morale of the Allied forces, cultivating a renewed determination to overcome the Japanese advance. The Battle of Sunda Strait, while a painful defeat, served as a catalyst for change. The responses to this setback marked a strategic and psychological turning point that helped redefine the course of the Pacific War, ultimately contributing to the eventual victory of the Allied forces. In the face of the disheartening defeat at Sunda Strait, the importance of maintaining morale amongst the Allied forces became increasingly apparent. The stories of bravery from the battle, propagated through various channels, played a crucial role in bolstering this morale and became a significant component of Allied propaganda. The narratives of Captain Albert Rooks and Captain Hector Waller, despite their untimely deaths, resonated deeply with the Allied soldiers and sailors. Their stoic determination and indomitable spirit in the face of insurmountable odds served as a source of inspiration, helping to keep spirits high amidst the bleak outlook. Likewise, the tales of everyday heroes like Lieutenant Carl Davis and Petty Officer John Riley resonated with the common soldiers and civilians. Their stories highlighted the courage of ordinary individuals who stepped up to extraordinary challenges which helped maintain faith in the cause and spurred many others to enlist. On the home front, leaders such as General Douglas MacArthur, Admiral Chester Nimitz, and Prime Minister Winston Churchill recognized the power of these stories. They used them as part of their rhetoric and speeches and public addresses to keep the resolve of their nation strong. The stories of bravery from Sunda Strait became potent symbols of the resilience and determination of the Allied forces. Meanwhile, the media played a vital role in amplifying these narratives. Newspapers, radio broadcasts, and newsreels regularly featured stories from the battle, presenting them as examples of heroism and dedication in the face of adversity. These stories reached millions, both on the home front and the battlefield, becoming an integral part of the wartime propaganda machine. In retrospect, the Battle of Sunda Strait, despite its tragic outcome, helped to galvanize the Allied forces and their supporting populations. 
The stories of courage and resilience that emerged from the battle served as a rallying point, maintaining morale and fueling the determination to fight on towards ultimate victory. Chapter 6 Legacy of the Battle The memory of those who fell in the Battle of Sunda Strait continues to echo through history. Both the United States and Australia hold their sacrifices in high regard, honoring their bravery and resilience in memorials and commemorations. In Houston, Texas, the USS Houston CA-30 Survivors Association and Next Generations has held annual reunions to remember the fallen since the late 1940s. The city also boasts a monument and a museum dedicated to the USS Houston and her crew, a testament to their bravery. The museum hosts personal artifacts, photographs, and documents of the ship and its crew members, ensuring that the memory of the fallen is kept alive for future generations. The Perth, too, is not forgotten. In her home country of Australia, a memorial stands in the city of Perth to honor the ship and her crew. The annual HMAS Perth Commemoration Service, held on the first Sunday of March, serves as a poignant reminder of the sacrifices made by these brave men. Their stories are taught in schools, ensuring that their legacy of bravery under fire is passed on to subsequent generations. On a more personal level, the families of the fallen sailors remember their loved ones in their own ways. They share stories, hold private commemorations, and keep alive the memory of fathers, brothers, and sons who made the ultimate sacrifice. For the survivors of the battle, such as Lieutenant Carl Davis and Petty Officer John Riley, the memories are more personal. Their fallen comrades are remembered in quiet moments of reflection, in tales told to grandchildren, in the bonds formed with other survivors. Their stories, too, form part of the tapestry of remembrance. The legacy of the Battle of Sunda Strait lives on, not just in the annals of military history, but in the hearts and minds of those who remember. The stories of the brave men of the USS Houston and HMAS Perth continue to inspire, serving as a poignant reminder of the cost of freedom. The Battle of Sunda Strait, with its many triumphs and tragedies, left behind a lasting impact on military strategy, shaping the decisions and tactics that would come to define the Pacific War. One of the key lessons learned from the battle was the importance of robust intelligence and communication. The unfortunate missteps due to misinformation and communication breakdowns underscored the need for accurate, timely intelligence and a robust system to relay this information. This lesson was taken to heart by the Allies, leading to improvements in communication technology and intelligence operations. Another strategic lesson drawn was the recognition of the strength of the Japanese Navy, particularly their skilled night fighting and torpedo techniques. This understanding influenced the development of the island hopping strategy by General Douglas MacArthur and the focus on aircraft carriers by Admiral Chester Nimitz. These changes in strategy proved to be game-changers in the subsequent battles in the Pacific. Finally, the Battle of Sunda Strait highlighted the importance of maintaining morale, even in the face of significant setbacks. The ability of stories of bravery and heroism to bolster morale and galvanize forces was a valuable lesson that was employed effectively in the subsequent stages of the war. 
Even beyond World War II, the strategic lessons from the Battle of Sunda Strait have continued to influence military thinking. The importance of intelligence, adaptability and strategy, and morale maintenance are concepts that have been ingrained in modern military doctrine, a lasting legacy of the battle. In the grand scheme of history, the Battle of Sunda Strait serves as a stark reminder of the high stakes of warfare and the lessons that can be gleaned from even the darkest of times. It is through studying these pivotal moments that future generations can continue to learn and evolve, ensuring that the sacrifices made are never forgotten. The echoes of the Battle of Sunda Strait can still be heard today. The stories of valor and sacrifice told in the aftermath of the battle reverberate through the annals of history, a poignant testament to the bravery of the men who fought and fell in the turbulent waters of the strait. In the broader narrative of World War II, the Battle of Sunda Strait marked a turning point in the Pacific War. The loss of the Houston and Perth not only altered the course of the war but also triggered a series of events that changed the face of global warfare. The strategic lessons learned in the aftermath of the battle transformed military tactics, reshaping the course of the Pacific War and the wider conflict. For the United States and Australia, the battle holds a particular significance. It serves as a potent symbol of the deep ties between the two nations, a shared history forged in the crucible of war. Today, joint military exercises often honor the memory of the Battle of Sunda Strait, reminding participants of the enduring alliance between their countries. The battle has also left an indelible mark on popular culture. Stories inspired by the Battle of Sunda Strait have found their way into films, books, and television shows, bringing the events of that fateful night to life for new generations. These depictions serve as a reminder of the human side of warfare, bringing into focus the stories of heroism, loss, and resilience that define the battle. As we look back on the Battle of Sunda Strait, we are reminded of the courage and sacrifice of those who served, the strategic lessons learned, and the lasting impact it had on the course of history. Even as the world moves forward, the echoes of the battle continue to resonate, reminding us of the high price of freedom and the enduring human spirit.